the 30th episode of Head to Table. That's what you're listening to. It's the podcast where two friends get together. They design a brand new short form tabletop RPG and then play test it out for you as well. I'm Tom Rawson. And I am Tom Snowden. Is it really the big 3-0? It's the big 3-0. Can you believe it? God, our little boy's all grown up. I know. That's like seven <laughs> months of uh, just making bizarre little games. Yep. We're very yep. strange people, Tom. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, all right. You said it, not me. <laughs> hey, Tom, I'm going to kick things off here with a Tom and Tom's game Nomicon for you. One that I sort of uh, mm. could end up feeding into the game I'd like to make today. Okay. So for those that aren't aware, Tom, could you explain to me what the game Vampire the Masquerade is? Ooh, interesting. Right, well... I've not played Vampire the Masquerade since I think the 90s when I was but a, a young, edgy teen. A <laughs> um, And kind of, yeah, I'm trying to think what the best way to describe this game is. So it's so Vampire the Masquerade is a tabletop RPG, as you might expect from our podcast, um, in which you play a, a group of vampires from various um, clans uh, who have like kind of different um like flavors really uh, of types of vampire that they represent um and it's kind of set in a modern world it's a little bit edgy a little bit gothic um kind of think uh like early matrix rave scenes kinda <laughs> <laughs> touchstone kind of like points um and yeah what i do remember is i played in some clan that were like quite disfigured and obviously unpleasant to look at so i couldn't really go out into into popular society like there was quite fancy clans that you know were were Uh, the wealthy elite but then i was just the one that lived down in the sewers and ate rats (laughs) um i don't know why i chose this i don't know why this was my 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 teenage power fantasy but there you go your power Um, fantasy was i can be anything i can be as as charismatic or powerful (laughs) as i want and i choose to be an outcast that hides in the shadows yeah yeah what's that say about my actual teenage life well (laughs) anyway that's that's all i remember (laughs) well thank you for summarizing that for for me there tom uh and that's going to kind of feed into the game (laughs) feed in kind of a little pun here as you'll see uh feed into the game that i want to design the game i'd like to make today then is i want to make a game about vampires but specifically Mm. i'm thinking to, to get a firmer setting uh maybe around sort of 17th or 18th century uh i'm thinking fancy vampires going to balls and you know trying mm. to enthrall people in this way and i think okay maybe we'll let them... so putting the the masquerade back into vampire the masquerade yes exactly uh okay and i, I think like it's like a narrative theme maybe i kind of like the idea perhaps of like maybe your objective is to so in a lot of the uh, vampire fiction we often see vampires trying to enthrall certain people and like slowly corrupt them before turning them into a vampire right that's a very sort of dracula vibe and i wonder yep. if maybe like your objective is to get to a famous person like a, a duke or a duchess or something and successfully make them into a vampire perhaps or something i'm thinking you're at a ball 
and you've got to try and get to this person, but maybe you're being hunted at the same time or something. But that's kind of the idea I got so far. Okay. What do you think of that? Any any tweaks you want to take on that? Any thoughts you have? Okay, so so it's like you've been invited to some fancy party, but oh no, they've also invited Van Helsing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Popular monster hunter. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I can I think I can work with that that concept. So it sounds like these are less the kind of the the really um threatening menacing vampires and more the the foppish rakish kind of age of romanticism vampires exactly yeah i'm thinking yeah powdered face of dracula shows up to sort of uh charm his way through society what one thing i had as an idea first of all is i like the idea that vampires are obviously limited sometimes by the fact that they have to drink blood to survive right that they are forced to feed on human hosts and i wonder Mm. if perhaps we could simulate that through a mechanic where I think that every time you do a check of which you may succeed and fail on something that uh, a success is not guaranteed, perhaps you have essentially like a, a blood pool and that okay. every time you roll to do something, you have to take dice out of the blood pool to do it. And if it, the, the pool is getting really low, you're going to have to try and feed on someone to top that back up again. Yeah, no, I think that, I think that makes sense. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so I guess the idea is to try and do this sneakily and stealthily uh, and and yeah feed on a feed on a suspecting victim exactly so maybe like you end up like using a lot of your powers and strength to uh find out information about what you want to do then you have a plan but it's like oh man whew, i am weak and i need a snack and then you've got to try and be sneaky and find someone to feed on successfully but then like, like the idea of that being a risk in itself and a, a bad feed can quickly make things go out of control slightly so I'm actually, as I'm thinking this through in my head, I'm actually quite liking the note. Well, play this on for size because I don't know what you're going to make of it. I think I think this is quite a a subversion of the genre. Okay. Um, what I quite like the idea of is actually the vampires eat like, hair instead. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I think I think the blood thing is still is still ongoing. Mm, okay. But but what I'm thinking is maybe maybe we steer a little bit away from having a. Uh, vampires as the nightmarish kind of villains in this piece maybe we go more for something like a a kind of slightly more comedic game where we have uh we have this kind of just being a party where kind of uh vampires are known they just kind of hang out with like the landed gentry who (laughs) who, like like to have them around as like a curio right uh, right these these vampires uh and the the (laughs) aggressor uh (laughs) he's a vampire don't you know oh really yes he knew my father oh please uh, oh, pleasure to meet you well my vampire's nosferatu he knew the pharaohs themselves God, such a good vampire <laughs> exactly so the nobles have vampires like we might have pokemon <laughs> very nice okay keep, um, keep going but what I like, what I like the idea of, is more a version of this where you're just having a, a kind of nice, happy, friendly time with other various different types of, of vampire, um, you know, different kind of colours and stripes, and you're mostly harmless. You like to drink blood occasionally, but the the aggressor in this, you know, witch hunter general style, is Van Helsing. Like he comes to the party and he's just a complete dick about vampires. Like maybe a oh. vampire like slept with his his ex wife and now he's 
just like yeah i mean i think i think the story of van helsing is that his family was killed by vampires right yeah but he's just like bigged that up massively oh i see it's like, yeah yeah he's... it's like actually his his disgruntled and uh and and kind of estranged wife um left him for a, a much more handsome looking uh vampire man <laughs> and ever since he's been spreading disinformation about vampires everywhere okay so i quite like the idea of a game where you're at the party uh and maybe maybe you have some kind of task at the party some kind of like you're, you're kind of slightly entertainment for the nobles so you have to do like maybe it's a bit like a murder mystery type thing so you have to do your bits in this without being murdered by van helsing interesting okay it's a pitch i know we can we no, can stick I'm to the next one up for it like okay so is the idea that the nobles have invited you and like van helsing shows up uninvited is like hey is that vampires here uh, no van helsing <laughs> well then you won't mind if i just linger around a bit with all yeah. my garlic mushrooms i feel like maybe he invited himself or like it was a plus one that someone didn't actually want to bring with them yeah. or maybe he's or, like working for the government in some way oh god he's like a party inspector for the government exactly that the, yeah the government knows that these fancy noble parties keep bringing vampires around and these vampires get a bit out of control and sometimes attack people so Van Helsing's yeah. here, yeah. I think vampires just aren't terribly hygienic because of all of the blood. Yeah, um, yeah. Like the, you know, it's like just kind of a, a food safety type thing that's the primary concern. And and Van Helsing is a food safety officer, um, but has become very uh, gun gun happy, trigger happy with his uh, with his authority. <laughs> I like this. I like this. All we're missing still <laughs> is exactly what the objective would be, though, right? Like. You say it's just some kind of goal, but just to entertain alone doesn't sound very exciting. Maybe in the decadent spirit of of nobles of this age, maybe there is always one person at the party who you are supposed to turn into a vampire. Like this is always like a, a kind of vampire coming out party type type affair. Right, right. Um, and the idea, you know, like a sweet 16 type thing. And you're yeah. supposed to, you're supposed to like turn one of the nobles into a vampire in the night, uh, with them not knowing, like it's a surprise thing, um, before Van Helsing murders everyone that's a vampire. Yes. Okay. I like this. One mechanic that I'm thinking about as well is perhaps, so you don't entirely know exactly what this person looks like. You have to try and find this person. Mm, right and i wonder if again we can't return to the idea of using a, a deck of cards that representing like a limited pool of people and maybe like whenever a diamond appears that person is actually just another disguise of van helsing's at the party <laughs> oh god and you'll be like so how you doing he'll be like and i don't know it's some kind of encountered van helsing we've got to get your way out of it I, i'm not sure i do like that quite a lot what i like quite like about that notion is like it's like if we have the numbers on the cards represent like a a type of person or their yes. like appearance yeah and then have the the suits represent different um like like strands of people uh that we that we like you know different um so yeah it would be a van helsing another vampire um you know a noble or a servant or something yes um, that makes i really like that yes and the idea is yeah, and there is one card alone, which is the person you have to get to and turn into a vampire. Okay. Yeah? I like it. And yeah, I think I like you it. don't necessarily know, like, I think the cards are only known to the GM necessarily, and, like, how that works will probably play out over time. Maybe you know the name of the person, and it's quite easy to sort of, you know, ask someone's name, or if they know who 
you know the the person you're trying to get looks like for example i think it's up to the gm to kind of make a good narrative go along with it but yeah i quite like this being the notion of like a proper masquerade where everyone's wearing masks so you don't yeah, of course fully, yeah you don't fully know who they, who yes, they are but you know sense. who you're you know who you're aiming for um and the idea is like yeah across this noble party is to try and figure out deduce who you have to uh um turn uh, to be a to be a vampire whilst avoiding the various masked disguises of I Van Helsing. Love it. I also feel like maybe we shouldn't use a full deck, just because I think that's a lot of people to go through. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think that probably makes sense, um, especially in the time we have. Maybe in a, an extended game, you could have a full deck. Exactly. But, uh, yeah. So should we for this game? Should we just use all four suits and say like ten to ace going up? So that's five uh, cards yeah. each suit, 20 cards total, yeah? Yeah, that makes sense. And then maybe a joker in there to be your target or something? Um, We could do that. Or like maybe the target like also obeys these rules. Oh, so they're like one of the one of the choices. Yeah, maybe. What, what, do, we, what do we do if it's one of them is the one Helsing? Maybe it's oh, not. It's my, it's my sweet 16. <laughs> maybe it's my not sweet allowed to be Van Helsing. <laughs> okay, I like this. Um, no, you're right. Let's make it the Joker then. Let's make the Joker be the, the person you're after. Okay. Yeah? All right. Perfect. Okay. Now, are we agreed that a diamond is always Van Helsing in just another costume? Yeah. Yeah. Another costume of whatever type is dictated by the number. Yeah. Which means that one in four people that you meet at the party will just be another quick costume change of Van Helsing. So. I like the idea of going into rooms at this party and there being various things going on. Like, here is the here is the strange kind of sexual orgy where people are eating yeah. food off one another's bosoms or whatever I prefer, you- I prefer the idea that you accidentally due to how the, di- the deck is shuffled you enter a room that's just five Van Helsings <laughs> he's like set yeah, up like, calm, exactly. like a, a vast puppeting system <laughs> it turns out all of those people eating off of each other's bosoms are in fact Van Helsing <laughs> it's just some bizarre Van Helsing you're freaky man uh, don't, don't tell me how to catch vampires I'm the pro <laughs> it's not even your job Van Helsing you're just now let me lick honey off my own nipples. <laughs> You're a food safety guy. What are you doing? You'll thank me when no one's dead. Okay, so these numbers. Should we agree then that Ace is always another vampire? So I think I think the vampire should maybe be another another suit, right? Like a Van Helsing. So so like maybe the uh, clubs could be vampires or something. Hmm. Possibly. So another quarter of them are, uh, or do you want them to be less than a, a quarter of people? Being, I think less being than a vampires? quarter being vampires. But also, is it that each other suit? I thought that maybe each of the other three suits doesn't really matter what they are, and that these five would just no, be some I, kind of keywords, kind of like describe. I quite like of- the idea of them being something like a like a. Well, how about we do something like Diamond is always a Van Helsing. Yeah. A heart is secretly always some kind of other other entertainment monster that's been brought along. Okay, like, yep, yep. Here's our Egyptian mummy. Here's our... Yes, monster-like, um, yep. Okay, so one of them could be monster. I think one of them should be something like a noble or, or a, yeah, just, just fancy noble, I guess. Yeah, what, other, what else is an interesting sort of brief to have for a guest? Um, I suppose you could say like yeah, noble and staff, or like noble and like a, like an escort, or what's the term? Like a um, what's what's when like a a, a noble would have like a, is it retainer? Is that a term? Mm, retainer is a good term. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like that's not interesting. Like, what's more interesting way of dividing up these guests at this party? 
Maybe it should be things that the GM can draw on. Because Monster Monster and Van Helsing kind of make sense. What about if one of them something like figure from literature? Ooh, interesting. And then I don't know what the other one could be. But you see <laughs> what I mean? Like like something like a, a kind of like a, a like yeah. organizations based upon upon figures from from different media or something? <laughs> This is the Duchess of Strasbourg. And I'm Gandalf! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the weirdest party! Here's the mummy! (laughs) Oh no, three Van Helsings! I mean, I was thinking more of, like, period literature, but, I mean, absolutely. (laughs) Oh no, Alex Ryder's here with some of his great teen gadgets. (laughs) I actually quite like that. I quite like I quite like one being like fictional, like or or like fiction character, and one being some like historical this character. Is, I'm going to fall apart very quickly, Tom, because I know neither any really decent history. I know maybe Napoleon. That would be great. I mean, you don't have to come with that many, right? And it'll be more I mean, hilarious I if you're just five. pulling. <laughs> it'd be more, yeah, it'd be more hilarious if you're just pulling figures from all over the place. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, you're right. This is like a high society party, right? Yes. Hello, I'm Socrates. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. Um, so historical figures is another one. Okay, historical figures. <laughs> um, and then, do we want fictional figures, or so we've got monsters, historical, like secret monsters? Um, historical figures and Van Helsing's. The only issue here is, Tom, the idea again, right, is that so you're meant to be like trying to find someone to turn into a vampire. Yeah. And if you're told that you have to make Harry Potter a vampire. <laughs> yeah. And then you bump into a masked person that goes, oh, oh, expecto but Oh, sorry, I didn't recognise you there. I thought you might have been Voldemort. <laughs> You'd be like, okay, cool, let's go for a walk, kid. <laughs> well, then you've done it. I mean, that's the game. Well done. You nailed it. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Like, the real game is in... Like, to effectively GM this game, it's about building, like, a... It's almost like a Hitman level, right? It's about building an interesting puzzle of a level we have to kind of work out how to best get around and find people that are cut off in extra like vip areas or something and you know. yes maybe you have to figure out disguises for yourself to get into those rooms yeah or even just some other way using your vampire powers okay let's just go with this for now historical figures and uh fictional figures okay so historical fictional and uh monsters yeah and it's the idea oh you know what's really fun about this as well if it is masquerade perhaps the idea is these guests aren't going to like very easily give up their names yeah 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 i also i also have in my head this vision that other similar like games are going on yeah. like with other types yeah. of monsters <laughs> that's very good <laughs> the mummy's just in the corner wrapping up uh chris nolan's batman <laughs> <laughs> okay let, there we go that's that done uh all that's left i think is i'd like to stick with the blood pool mechanic if that's all right tom okay so the next thing is how exactly we're we gonna do a check do you think it's yeah i think it's just some kind of roll of the dice isn't it i think it yeah i think it's probably a d6 say get a six or higher and maybe like certain you can have like certain specializations on a vampire ability so like maybe you know you're if if you you can describe two sort of vampire powers you have and you can sort of argue for a boost to those if it matches your powers or something okay yep that makes sense yeah and i think maybe you can take as many dice from the blood pool as you want actually Okay. When you do a roll. Perfect. Okay. And the idea is that the sum needs to be over six, or you just need to get a six? Uh, uh, no, I think you have to get a six. You have to get a six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like the uh, 
Tales from the Loop style. Exactly. Because like one thing I realised our last game, we did a summon last game, and I realised it took some of the fun out slightly because... Yeah, it, was, it did. It was kind of too easy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, okay. And I reckon the blood pool is 10, say, and you can refresh that fully at any time by successfully eating someone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you choose to eat someone in the room, uh, and yeah, by all means, uh, get your, your uh, blood pool back up. Exactly. Okay. And I reckon so perhaps... Yeah, when you describe your vampire, maybe it's just three powers you can pick. And you're sort of, yeah. you can make them ludicrous if you want, but you can also um, draw on literature if you want. And then I, think, I like, yeah. I like the idea of drawing on a particular reference point of vampire. So yeah, you say, yeah. like, I'm like a, uh, you know, uh, I'm. I'm a teen like vampire. A- like, I'm very good at going outside and being in sunlight, even, and uh, being mm, beguiling, but also. <laughs> Wait, do teen vampires have any weaknesses? No. No, they're, they're definitely the they're best just, vampires. They are. They are. I mean, they um, actually are, I guess, though, right? I guess, like, I guess, like emotional Im- implacability, <laughs> that seems to be a problem for them. That's true. Like, like Edward Cullen and his friends, obviously, yeah. they're like, oh, no, I'm going to sacrifice myself to save my girlfriend. But Nosferatu would just be like, nah, man. Also, I guess maybe... I guess maybe one of their weaknesses is like developmental disorder somehow because i mean they're they're immortal beings that are still teenagers <laughs> that's true i mean god, it's really very, very creepy when you think about it for too long yeah oh god yeah i don't like that yeah it's like in um interview with a vampire kirsten dunt's little girl vampire yeah Ooh. well anyway tom i think we've got enough of a game here yeah i'm trying to think whether there's any other Anything else to? Oh, I really love the idea of you coming up with, with you coming up with Van Helsing schemes in rooms. I know, right? For me to deal with. <laughs> okay, that's enough for me. I'm convinced. Let's do it. Okay, let's head to table. Welcome back, Tom. I'm looking forward to play. I will be your party master, I think, might be the... Uh, Ooh, or maybe masquerade okay. master, I'm not sure. Master of ceremonies. Master of ceremonies, Mas- also Masquerade... Good. No, I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> what I've done, Tom, is I have uh, prepared a, a list of party guests who will be at this exclusive party you're attending. Uh, we need a name Ooh. for this game, by the way, Tom. Uh, that is a great and point. Like, I feel like the fact that you're a vampire almost seems kind of tangential to the game, actually. It's kind of just like a mm. fun game of investigating this this crowd. I wonder, like, it's a shame because Vampire the Masquerade is kind of the perfect name. <laughs> I mean, we can probably steal that, right? I mean, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's probably not copyrighted or anything. How about Masquerade the Vampire? <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. How about... Van Helsing's hygiene inspection. <laughs> Helsing's hygiene inspection. <laughs> That's very good. I definitely like something on Van Helsing. Like that is definitely the, the strongest theme, yeah, that Van Helsing's hiding. Um Helsing or high water. <laughs> That's not very really good. Um Helsing safety inspector. <laughs> Helsing safety inspector is very funny. Helsing safety masquerade? 
I'm just stuck on Helsing safety. I know now. it's very good. You can put it in as a pun in the introduction of the uh, the book. But it's not the <sighs> Thanks, title, Tom. Tom. I'm really sorry. Okay, okay. Uh... Blood and balls. <laughs> 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 like a fancy ball, like a party, like a dance. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I just, I just don't know if that's where my mind leaps to on blood and balls. How about blood balls and masks? Blood bats and balls. That sounds like a cricket tabletop RPG. That does, which would be great. That's a good idea. Uh, let's do that next week. Yeah, let's put that on the <laughs> let's put it on the list. Uh, <laughs> maybe we should just play on Vampire the Masquerade more. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe it can be like um, Bloodsuckers the Mask Party <laughs> <laughs> Or Vampires colon Masks and Raids <laughs> That is fun I wonder how, how How about just Vamps? Question mark, exclamation mark <laughs> How about Vamps or Vans? Vamps or Vans uh, Vans Vans her shoes and shoes are worn by party goers. Yes, yes, you're getting somewhere here, Tom. <laughs> Cinderella loses a shoe at a masquerade, and Cinderella, um, Disney, Aladdin, <laughs> new trailer, Will Smith, yeah, Jaden yep. Smith, Will Smith, Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> <laughs> We probably can't get Will on board. So Jaden Smith, Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> He'll sign up for anything. <laughs> How about Vamp Fest? Yeah. No. <laughs> but thank you. Or or Vamp Fire Festival. <gasps> Vamp Vamp Fire Vamp Fire Festival is very good. Oh, I also love that. Like, I've designed it as a ball, but you could totally play this as a music festival as well. That would be Fuck, pretty that's great. That's really cool. I don't know, Van Helsing the Masquerade? <laughs> Van Helsing the Masquerade's good. I think I just like Vampire colon the Mask Party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think, I think I like that as well. Let's go with Vampire the Mask Party. <laughs> okay, Tom, uh, so I've designed a game for you. I will be your uh, party master or whatever. Um, the year is 1799. The place, mm. France. Ooh, now, okay. you've been lucky enough to ex- receive an exclusive invite to one of the many fancy balls put on by Duke de Vius, uh, a very wealthy noble of the area. Okay. And you're sort of delighted to get this uh, invite as it sort of shows that, you know, you're, you've been recognised by these high society circles. You've never actually met de Vius himself, but you're determined to place him under your vampiric thrall by finding him and successfully biting him without anyone noticing okay so he's my he's my hitman he target is the hitman target this party there will be devuse himself and 20 guests as well uh, that i have sort of shuffled into this deck mm-hmm. of cards i will draw as he enters certain rooms in this manor house and it's a, a masquerade party, so you're not going to necessarily easily know who is who. Interesting. Exactly. Interesting. And believe that. So I think we'll kick the story off where, sure enough, you arrive in horse and carriage, uh, the doors swing open, and stepping down in the courtyard of this large manor house is your vampire. Please introduce us. Okay. So I think the, the first thing you notice is his uh, soft, velvety steps. Um, as coming down off of this uh, this thing is the Count from uh, Sesame Street. 
famous <laughs> stuffed vampire, the Count. <laughs> and I'm like, I see, I see. One particle, two particle. <laughs> uh, this joke gets old. <laughs> and I, I descend the steps and uh, that's very uh, good. I'd like uh, adjust my adjust my little uh, my my cloak, my my high collared cloak, um, and my skills. If you are if you are curious, yes. uh, as this as this this vampire are uh, maths. Um, fairly, fairly obviously <laughs> mathematics um i'm also going to go with charming uh like as a charming person uh and by that i, I you know it's, it's a charming figure from this uh this this children's property uh to the extent at which he can enthrall and enchant people i see uh, yes just uh, convince them into doing things yeah a bit a charismatic individual and then the third skill which i'm a, li- I'm a little bit divided on so maybe we can just decide whether this is is a reasonable one because i don't know how much i'm going to use it um is educational educational Educational, very nice. Yeah, I think we can definitely take that. Fantastic. And you approach these uh, large doors that are currently open uh, of the manor house. There's a large bubbling fountain here um, outside the house, and there are two servants either side of the door. And as you step forward, they say, Bonsoir, monsieur. Uh, Welcome to Davus's party. Uh, May we see your invitation, please? Sure enough, uh, I reach inside my my long flowing coke, and I'm like, here is one invitation. Ah, oh, merci beaucoup, uh, monsieur. Ah, yes, indeed, uh, le comte. Uh, marvelous to have you here please uh, step inside and uh, but as you go to head in you hear a voice behind you as well of a figure saying hey I got another ticket here for you too <laughs> and you turn and see this grizzled figure with sort of a, a stubbly beard in a long black trench coat a crossbow hanging at his side and he's carrying like a large dresser that he's like dragging on wheels behind him as well <laughs> Um, and he says, it's Helsing, Van Helsing. I've been sent oh, by the government. No. <laughs> I'm here to check your party for vampires. I, um, I, I, I pull my, my cloak a little higher, which is probably a mistake. <laughs> uh, and be like, uh, and I think I'll just, I'll just shuffle in uh, past the, the waiters and try and get, a, uh, get, get beyond him whilst they're checking his ID, I think. Sure thing. Um, and uh, uh, you head on in to the entrance chamber. It's this large reception room. There's a, a grand staircase mm. that leads upstairs. But the staircase is actually roped off at the moment, like a, a velvet rope. Um, there's a couple of servants standing either side of it. <laughs> uh, and you can hear from the noise that there are sort of four doors. There's room two either side of the uh, staircase, sort of heading deeper into the building, and two more either side that are open that leading into two more party rooms. You can hear sort of more talk from these rooms. However, there are still two guests... Uh, in this room at the moment. Uh, the first you see is there is clearly uh, a, a bishop of some kind, someone in uh, holy garb, uh, who's standing here with sort of a mask covering his face. Uh, and there is also um, a, a figure uh, wrapped in like a, a heavy cloak as well. And these two are, are talking quite passionately. Mm, perhaps the second one is the Count. <laughs> Although I am also the count, so this could get slightly confusing. Um, I think I'm like a beautiful setting, no? As I approach these uh these uh these two individuals. Yeah, and sure enough, uh yes, they, they part and you can see it's very hard to make out the uh the fig the the figure of the person in the cloak. There's like a big mask shielding most of his face with this uh sort of 
very detailed golden blue design on it. Uh, the bishop-like figure seems to be slightly um, more clear. You're just not quite sure you recognise the face of this person. They've got one of these basic, you know, little, like, eye masks with a sort of stick on them, you know. I don't know what you call those specifically, with like a feather on it as well. And they say, mm. oh, uh, yes, um, marvellous to uh, have you here. Um, what, your mask is rather beguiling, is it? Do you, are you wearing a mask, Tom? Hmm, good point. Um, yeah, I think I'm wearing uh, one with the uh, similar kind of thing, uh, feathered, uh, with the yellow feathers of Big Bird <laughs> uh, attached around the side. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a, a fairly kind of uh, plain kind of mask you hold on a stick, but with these kind of yellow feathers all around it. Uh, the bishop holds out a hand and he says, well, you may not know me, but perhaps my outfit might give you some idea of who I am. Uh, please. Hmm. Allow me to consider, uh, I say. Um, you, you stand looking at his outstretched hands, <laughs> stroking your chin. I, I, well, I don't think I have any basis on who he is. I think I just extend my hand, shake his hand, and I'm like, no, I have no well, idea at all. You say this as you shake your hand and suddenly you feel like a burning pain in your hand as you realise there is like a bracelet with a crucifix on the man's wrist that is like pushing against mm. you. And I'm afraid, unless you want to sort of very, vi- very visibly sort of jump backwards thing, and we need some kind of check from you to try and not show your clear discomfort. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I think I will, um, I think I will just... Um... So you have ten dice in your blood pool, so you can roll as many of them as you want to try and get that six to succeed. Okay. Um... But feel free to try and argue you can also get a plus one to any of those to those roles if you can sort of describe using one of your powers so i think i, I think i just uh i think i just uh point to a as i've suddenly noticed a big portrait on the wall yeah uh and i'll point to it and i'll just be like i'll just sort of let go of his hand all of a sudden as though i'm suddenly pointing towards it and i'm like oh who is that handsome fellow uh, and i'll just attempt to like distract from my own uh, discomfort i guess okay sure this is still some kind of deception though there's still gonna be a role required to do this yep that's fair. Uh, so I will put in three d6, I guess. Okay. I did indeed get one six. Fantastic. Very good. Sure enough, the uh, the bishop turns around and says, "Oh yes, yes. Uh, possibly uh, Davius's grandfather. I think maybe quite a figure. Uh, uh. Hmm. I believe I met him once at some kind of uh, counting festival." The the bishop seems to swing around and like suddenly his brows far more furrowed than before. And he's like, "What did you say?" <laughs> you met his grandfather. I, um, I'm sorry. I, I believe I have made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> uh, perhaps it is just someone else. Uh, is he long past the grandfather? Uh, uh, sh- surely I, uh, I have misunderstood. Uh, uh, how about you, my friend? I say, turning to the other guest. Uh, uh, what brings you here on this, on this, uh, this most wonderful night? They say. It's really a beautiful place of too far from my lady of Egypt and I chose those souls away on my time. I'm sorry. I I'm not making out much of this. And you see he sort of reaches into his um the hood of his cloak and seems to sort of play around with something underneath his mask and say so sort of <sighs> That is better. Yes, um, I was invited here by Davius. He uh, has a, how would you put it, uh, a fascination with people of my kind. Oh, interesting. And what uh, what kind would that be, my friend? <laughs> well, now that would be t- 
telling. But let's just say that I'm a mummy. (laughs) (laughs) I too have children. Children of the night. I think he sort of sees that. Like, oh, I see. <laughs> and he, maybe he winks at you, but you obviously can't tell because he's got a giant mask on. Uh, do either of you know where the food is? And uh, I eat normal human food. Sure enough, they both gesture <laughs> through to the uh, door behind you that heads off sort of a, a, to the right, um, like a 90 degree turn mm. right from when you first came in. And they're sure enough, there is doors open. There is a, a function room beyond there with a large table with sort of uh, platters of food laid out. Well, I am famished. A pleasure to meet you both. Uh, I will see you yes, around. Yes, goodbye. Um, I'll head off into the uh, where I assume the, the buffet is. Sure then, enough, I guess. you head in. There's some lovely silver platters of little nibbles all around, and uh, a, a waiter comes by and, and offers you a, a glass of champagne as well as you go. I don't drink champagne. Very good, monsieur. And there are three <laughs> figures in here. Uh, two of them are sort of in discussion in the cell, and there's one by themselves, sort of picking up and sort of inspecting closely bits of food. The one pick up and uh, inspecting bits of food is. Rather sort of smartly dressed man, a simple tuxedo, uh, picking up some uh, small sort of sausage rolls, sort of inspecting them and putting them down on a small plate. And then there's two people in conversation as well. Uh, hmm. One of them seems to be a, a man with a very booming, charismatic voice who is dressed in sort of slight kind of military, more like a formal military garb, uh, speaking passionately to... Um, uh, a boy that looks like he probably just works here. Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, so I think I might um, approach the approach the food table and the, the guy who's looking at these these uh, sausages. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll sort of look at some food myself. A most beautiful spread, no? Hmm. Oh, uh, yes, it is uh, quite delectable. Um, <laughs> sorry, and he brushes some pastry flakes off his fingers and extends a hand. Lo- lovely to meet you. It- Excuse me, but are you Gary Oldman? What? No, people mistake me for him very often. I'm not Gary. Goodness sake. Uh, oh, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, a, a pleasure to meet ah, you. Ah, yes, the pleasure is all mine. Um, perhaps you've uh, seen some of my work. I admit I am still at a slight loss as to your identity. Oh, come on now. Robin Hood. Hmm. Die Hard. <laughs> Uh, ah, uh, <laughs> Harry Potter, love and, actually. Oh, I see. Uh, most interesting. Uh, what kind of mask is he wearing? Uh, it's a very simple affair. Just almost like a sort of black, basic, almost like Incredibles type mask that just about covers his eyes. It seems to be sort of uh, stuck in place with a strap as well. You get the impression he's probably not trying too hard to hide his identity. Interesting, interesting. Uh, well, Mr. Uh, Rickman, oh, oh, have you... you found me. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're very good. Yes, well, charming to meet a fan, obviously. He sort of takes your hand without you even offering it and sort of shakes it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, yes. yes. No, I started acting in my 40s, actually. Yes, people don't know that often. Yes, no. Uh, uh, what did you do before? Uh, I don't uh, uh, Maybe carpentry? I don't know. I'd have to check Alan Rickman's Wikipedia. 
<laughs> a fascinating tale. Uh, tell me, uh, Mr. Rickman, have you seen Lord Diffuse anywhere? Oh, Diffuse, yes, I saw him earlier. Diffuse. Can't say I'm uh, entirely sure where he's gone. Um, Did you see the, the outfit he was wearing, perhaps? Oh, yes, it's a very grand affair, certainly. Um, but uh, slightly a theatrical touch to it, too. He certainly likes to... Um, keep people on their toes uh, anyone would think he had uh, taken a polyjuice potion <laughs> uh, such as you know the kind my character Snape might have done in uh, I see, uh, I Harry see. Potter oh, I, 1 is that, through to is that 8 the, is that the time I, I have to go over there now. well I can do an autograph <laughs> now if you'd like uh, absolutely perhaps you could sign uh, this um, this napkin uh, certainly. Well, luckily for you, I have a pen on hand. And he pulls out, like, um, clearly, I, like a well-used marker pen. I, I, as he's leaning down to sign it, I just head off. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I'll approach these uh, these other two gentlemen, but I'm going to like, fill up a plate uh, with some some delicious-looking sandwiches. Oh, yes, sure enough, you, you, yeah, you fill them up. And uh, you head on over. And just as you approach these other two, you see this sort of uh, young boy who is wearing sort of servant's garb suddenly seems to, out of nowhere, like pull a crucifix from his uh, from his waistcoat and holds it straight up to the gentleman he's talking to and says, All right, spit it out! I've got you, you vampire bastard! I've got you! <laughs> oh no, it's a Van Helsing! I say quietly. <laughs> and the, uh, the sort of brash uh, military figure he's talking to uh, with this large... Uh, blue and red mask feather says what the hell do you think you're doing man put that thing down i ain't no goddamn <laughs> vampire hmm do i recognize this impression <laughs> i'd be very impressed if you did hmm uh is that you general macarthur <laughs> no i'm not goddamn macarthur uh i mean i could be anyone <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you see that the young boy is talking to put the crucifix away he's like oh, very well I can never be too careful I hear there's at least one vampire and he spits on the floor as he says the name at this godforsaken party and it's very strange hmm. seeing this uh, this young boy with such a deep <laughs> voice that you think you've heard earlier today Mm, well, I think I, I think I know that like no one here is is Lord uh, Diffuse, Diffuse really. Um, so I think I will probably just make my excuses um, and and swiftly head out, um, carrying still my my plate of sandwiches. Okay, sure thing. Uh, you can see there's a door that leads to like a kitchen area that every now and then servants come through to sort of top up the plates, uh, or you can head back into the uh, entrance hall. And you can then move on into, into a different room. There was like a, a ballroom on the opposite side that you go to where there was like some people dancing uh, to, to music being played. And can I also go up the staircase from the lobby area? Or is well, that... it's, 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 roped, it's roped off. You can sort of speak to the servants there if you want. No, no. Uh, I will head into the kitchen then because I don't want to uh, speak to the Bishop Van Helsing again. Or whatever he is. I don't know. Sure thing. You uh, you head on into the kitchen. And you sort of sneak your way in uh, as a servant goes in. And sure enough, you just sort of peek around the corner. It looks like there's a lot of cooks here that are just busy and sort of uh, throwing to and through. You can't necessarily see any guests here. There just seems to be a lot of busy staff who aren't too focused on the surroundings, just quickly rushing to keep everything together and keep the party going. I think as I sneak past one of the pots, is there another exit from here? Yep, there is. You can sort of, there seems to be like a, a servant's exit back out into the, the gardens behind the house. Um, okay. Or there is a door to 
cut around to uh, another area which people seem to be going with platters i might go out towards the uh the garden area towards the back see if i can hang out with some of the the smokers um and but on the way i think i'm like i think i'm like foolish van helsing little does he know that i will ruin all of his best laid plans as i uncork uh, a, a a small like spare vial of blood i have and then i just deposit it in the ratatouille oh, i'm gonna gosh. forego i'm gonna forego one of my uh one of my blood pool points just to uh to ruin the food self safety very nice i like it sure enough you head on through the doors and emerge into the garden and you can hear the sounds of a lot of guests in the garden just around the corner of the house it looks like you're in a sort of a an off-limits sort of area but sure enough there is at least there is one guest even here who is lighting a smoking a cigarette and let me draw the card and the guest seems to be a young girl uh dressed in a plain blue dress uh with a a fine white mask uh with sort of cat whiskers drawn across it Okay, I think I approach uh, with a, uh, and I have a, a lighter nearby, yeah, like in my in my pocket. So I'm like, I'm like, would you care for a light? Oh, Fibble and Dibble, you caught me off guard. Um, yes, thank you, Mister uh... Count. I go by the Count. Ah, the Count. Uh, the the pleasure is all mine. Uh, you can call me Alice. I see. I see. Um, this is a a wonderful land, no. Yes, it's simply marvellous. Well, it's at least the second most wondrous land I've been to in a while. Uh, I mean, the tricky bit of this game is I don't really have at the moment much need to make a check. I'm just going around dismissing people. I'm like, enjoy your cigarette. Yeah, Miss I'm realising this as we play. She's <laughs> like, oh, very well, goodbye. Uh, farewell. Uh, and I will head into the uh, the next, uh, back into the, the ballroom, I guess, if there's a door that leads off of here. Uh, so the quickest way, you can either go back through the kitchens or you can sort of just turn the corner back into the main sort of garden party area. Oh, okay. In that case, I go to there, the, the main garden okay. party area. Okay, sure enough, you turn around and there are three guests very noisily uh, filling the garden around, um, you know, admiring <laughs> some of the uh, uh, cut figures in the hedges. Uh, there is one figure that is... Uh, it seems to be a, a rather strong man dressed in um, a, a sort of long, flowing tailed uh, coat who is uh, laughing sort of uh, feverishly and sort of patting the back of the person he's talking to, who is. Okay. Uh, another bloke who is basically dressed in just like uh, tracksuit bottoms and he's uh, got like a can of Stella <laughs> in his hand. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> laughing at something that the chubby's talking to is saying. <laughs> And next to them both is a giant uh, 800-foot-high lizard that goes... (laughs) An 800-foot-high lizard. Yes. Just it's towering. In the the garden. garden. And I could hear it that loud down here. Yes. Do the windows blow out? Uh, they certainly all rattle, and it seems like this giant <laughs> lizard is laughing at the joke that this this large sort of well dressed figure said. <laughs> I mean, again, like, I feel like the identities <laughs> of of so many people on that. Hey, well you hidden. can't know that. Mm, pretty certain one of these guys is Godzilla. <laughs> I'm not sure I can say which of them. At least one of them is possibly Godzilla. <laughs> um, um, I think I will approach the the two guys um, 
What, what do their masks look like? Uh, so the one in like tracky bottoms is literally looks like he's just got on like a cheap theatrical mask. That he's just cut the the mouth and, and forehead off of. Uh, looks it might cost okay. him like fifty p or something or whatever money was in seventeen ninety nine France. Uh, and the other chap, uh, he, he looks very like muscular and strong. He's got like a, a slight beard, some long hair. Um, you can make out his like muscular form within his like a fancy tailed uh, coat. Okay, interesting. Um, I think I will be like a. I think I offer them both uh, uh, sandwiches. I'm like a. I'm like. Have you tried the food from the buffet? It is most delicious. I have brought you one sandwich, <laughs> two sandwich, three sandwich. <laughs> Shut up, the muscly guy. Picks up. He's like, ah, cheers, man. It's nice to have this. And the the guy is tracking. I'm just like, oh yeah, cheers. That's great. And uh, Godzilla goes. So I'm good. <laughs> As a giant clawed hand comes down, like definitely picks up a sandwich. I'm like, ooh. Throws it so into his mouth. What I'm, what I'm hoping is in the time it takes them to get the sandwiches in, they like lift their masks enough that I can maybe try and perceive who they are a bit more. They, I think they do lift their masks slightly and it, it's impossible to really tell. Mm. And they say, and they say, oh, thanks for joining. Sorry, I, uh, the three of us, we're, we're old school friends, actually, just uh, catching up as you do. Um, uh, how are you doing? I, I won't ask who you are, of course. Kind of beats the purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you went to school with Godzilla? Uh- how did you know he's Godzilla? <laughs> sure enough, as you, like, you, you peer up, you can see that Godzilla has like a giant mask on himself. Of sort of black sequined feathers. <laughs> <laughs> and he sort of lifts a foot and like sort of dashes up on the ground like, ah, oh, dang. <laughs> the whole building <laughs> yeah, shakes. Sure enough, yeah, like you see some roof tiles fall off. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just like, I am a huge fan. Most impressed with his work against Mothra. Um... Uh, but I'll say, uh, I'm like, uh, I am the Count, by the way. Um, or well, I shouldn't say that. It's a masquerade. <laughs> oh, no. Now they know who I am. The Count, um, the guy in check is like, the Count, eh? You mean like a uh, a vampire? No, like a regular Count uh, who likes to count. I think I'm going to need a, a roll from you there. You see this <laughs> chap in the tracky bottom seems on your case. Oh, okay. 3d6 again. <laughs> Nope, I fail. The uh, the guy in the tracky bottoms laughs. So, <laughs> Don't worry, mate. Uh, you're not the only vampire. <laughs> and he sort of sticks out a grubby looking hand, a lot of mud under his nails. He's like, uh, it's Greg. Oh, a pleasure to meet you, Greg. I take it you are also of the uh, the haemophiliac persuasion. Yeah, exactly. Keep it down, though. I hear uh, our old matey Van Elsing's been seen at this fucking party. Indeed, he is already complaining about the food. Yeah, that's a knobhead, mate. <laughs> um, perhaps I could have a word with uh, Godzilla alone. Oh, yeah, sure thing. Uh, we'll, we'll leave you to it. Kill mate. And the two of them sort of uh, head over to a different side of the thing, and Godzilla pit- cranes his neck down and goes, <laughs> uh, I would like to enchant Godzilla um, to allow me to drain him of some blood. <laughs> Um, <laughs> as he cranes down I mean that's a hell of a check like, you're just asking him like I want to drink your blood but I want to use my enchantment powers okay like, are you using charming so I took your charming trait as more of just like a, a social check as opposed to an actual nope I'm properly enthralling him I hold out my hand and I'm like I'm like hold still okay that'll Godzilla. be a check then a five or a six okay I got both a five and a fantastic. six fantastic you see like 
the eyes of Godzilla go misty behind his mask. And he goes, <laughs> and nods his head slowly. And I make it look like I'm leaning in just to whisper something to his ear, and then I just drain a little bit of blood from Godzilla. It's incredibly tough because <laughs> his thick <laughs> scales are high, <laughs> impenetrable to bullets. <laughs> But he's so enthralled, he even, like, understands what's going on. He even, like, lifts up a claw and ever so slightly, like, cuts himself slightly for you to lap up this <laughs> radiated green blood that l- leaks out. And the One power lap, uh, is like uh, uh, none you've ever laps. felt. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> As you drink Godzilla's blood. I feel like I could exhale nuclear fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, you let out a small burst of, like, bright blue flames from your mouth. Thank you, Godzilla. Forget we ever engaged with one another. Return to your party. But truly, I am a fan. A pleasure to meet you. Okay, what next? Um, well, I guess I've sort of dispatched with these rooms, so, um... I mean, does it look like the ballroom's the next place, really, to, to head think into? it would be, the- yes. And as you head in, uh... You see that that same priest from before is out holding. Uh, he's got like a vial of water in his hand, and you see there's Greg with his hands up. Uh, there is also just turn this card. No, not Greg. Please do not take Greg. <laughs> uh, there is also this like enchantingly uh, beautiful woman, also with her hands up, and uh, you see the the bishop is there, gesturing. He's like, "Well, it's one of you. I know one of you is one of those filthy blood sucking freaks." <laughs> and Greg's like, well, it's uh, not true, it's not me uh, uh, Hey, what about him? And he gestures at you well, He looks kind of fishy, don't you think? Greg, why would you accuse me of being a vampire? You know I am, I'm just a count, a noble Oh, I don't know, he, he's a fishy one if you ask me <laughs> It looks like things are tense uh, So like the music stopped or something? No, the piano's actually still playing like, All the guests are sort of shocked But the piano player just doesn't really seem to know what to do He's just <laughs> playing anyway, like, oh. But I think the music's a bit more tense. It's like... Piano player, do you know Rocket Man by Elton John? He says, uh, well, of course I do. I am Elton John. <laughs> and he lifts up his mask, which is two stars, to reveal, sure enough, the, uh, the, the, the gleaming the face of Reginald Dwight. Still two star-shaped glasses exactly. below the mask. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm like, I'm like, hit it! It's time to dance, uh, and I would like to try and rouse everyone into uh, an educational song. I'm not uh, sure if Rocket Man's the best dance song. That's that's true. I think he starts up. Um, I think he starts up Saturday nights all right for fighting, but he's going to change it into Saturday nights all right for counting instead for you. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> and I want to lead everyone in a counting song, uh, and I'm like. Uh, I like to count <laughs> one item, two candlesticks, three Van Helsing's. Should I see three four. of the guests turn around like? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to count, um, uh, and I want to try and persuade everyone to continue counting with me. I'm like, count with me. One, two, three. Okay, that's going to be a check. Okay, I'll roll 46 to try and defuse the situation <laughs> this, with counting. This bizarre game is rapidly <laughs> disintegrating. 
<laughs> very rapidly. Um, educational, so I got a five. So Fantastic showed off that all of the guests are sort of clapping their hands on, counting out on their hands. Everyone's having a great time. Elton's smacking out some great tunes. And Shirt, it's even oh, Van gosh. Helsing is there sort of clapping his hands along. And you feel like you've at least averted for now any fear of of <laughs> of disaster. Oof. And I think as you do so, you see uh, three figures come down from uh, upstairs. And one of the says, well, well, what's going on here? And Elton says, ah, sorry, Pusey, just having a real old tune going. I'm like, aha, well, um, I, I think I'm like, a, <clears throat> uh, tell me, Count Diffuse, have you ever seen a Godzilla dance? Yes. You know what? I, I don't think I have. Uh, but he's here tonight, isn't he? Where, where is old G-Man? I'm afraid he could not make it into the ballroom. Let us go speak with him together. Oh, uh, a fine idea. Please lead the way, Mr... Uh... Uh, the Count. Ah, uh, yes, the Count. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, I hope Mr. Helsing hasn't been giving you too much trouble. Uh, not me, no. And uh, not too much trouble. I'm glad to hear. Let's go see my dear friend. And yeah, he happily escorts you through to the garden. Uh, and I think out there... Uh... Godzilla is also counting things uh, in this, this <laughs> counting educational song. Um, uh, and I'm like, uh, uh, I think I just lead him over to, to, uh, to some topery. Um, and I'm like, a wonderful night to gaze upon the stars, no? Oh, truly, it's a gorgeous one. It's a lovely part of the country. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just, uh, I'll just bite him horrendously. That'll be a check. That'll, that'll be up. a check. Okay, I'll just use all remaining six okay. dice. Okay. Because presumably if I bite him, I'll get my pull back anyway. <laughs> um, I got two sixes. So sure enough, you sink your teeth into his neck. He's like, oh, jeez, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> As he sort of collapsed down to him. However, it might have been white. Sure enough, you sort of, he's paralyzed by fear. But it might have been wise to check your surroundings, Tom. As you hear a voice saying, hey, hold up there. And you spin around to see a man with sort of spiky black hair standing with his uh, hands on his hips and he says that's a bad thing to be doing here buddy i'm sorry i'll show you what we do to vampires here in france go <laughs> onyx and this man picks a, a, oh, a no. his belt and throws it <laughs> down on the Pokemon. ground as a giant snake made of rock appears on the ground and goes onyx Godzilla, kill this man. Sure, you see Godzilla still enthralled in your spell. Goes, and grabs Onyx by the and picks it up. And Brock's there like, oh, no. oh, Onyx, no, look out, man. And as that happened, you hear the sound of cannons fire as you sort of duck your head down and you look out to see there's a ship uh, pulling up alongside. It turns out his house is by the ocean. Oh, no. And you can see standing on the deck of the ship is Napoleon. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He says, Stop right there. I found you at last, Godzilla. <laughs> um, can I just... My God, is that a vampire? Can I just be like, I really hate these parties. Why are they always <laughs> like this? This country needs some kind of revolution or something. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, heads will roll. Mark my words. And I, I'm going to turn into a cloud of bats and fly away. Okay, let's leave the game there, Tom. I think we learned a lot of the pros and cons of our game in that. Yeah, yeah. I think we're struggling to hit our stride there, unfortunately. Oh, I think we hit the stride okay. I think there's a few things I quickly realised that were weaknesses in the game. Like, there's a lot 
of ideas that I like in mm. it, but unfortunately the framework kind of doesn't utilize them well. Yeah. So first thing I realized, you were obviously able to just like refill your blood pool. But I guess you could argue that was the circumstance. Like it is weird that you can just kind of use the checks to successfully drain blood, which I think is yeah. maybe depending on the situation, just a bit weird. I think And also like the whole game's about investigation, right? Yeah. And we didn't really have a mechanic for doing I that. I think we needed a lot more mechanics than that. I think what happened was we got quite excited with the setting and the possibility of a uh, food inspector Van Helsing playing multiple guests. Yes. Uh, and then failed to really develop the necessary framework to have a successful investigation and uh, clues and description. And I think the other thing is like the guests were kind of too easy to... Um, yeah, like uncover. The way I saw it working was you sort of try and like do checks that would help get clues as to who is who and sort of whittle down like guess who style who might be diffuse at the same yeah. time. Like it'd be funny because there'd be some like obvious ridiculous characters. But all that happened obviously just went to and fro being, well, I'll just keep getting information. Then. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who are just a fairly obviously not going to be that person, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe it makes sense in future to like devise. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe it makes sense to devise characters who are who are all similar-ish to the target um, or something. I, I don't know. It's a it's a difficult one. Possibly because like, I really enjoyed the idea of like if you play with a group of people, like this great idea of maybe like everyone secretly puts in a name. Yes, and like it's kind of designed by committee. That's sort of you know, oh, who would you invite to your dinner party? yes maybe maybe it's less about having like one target you know in advance and maybe there's something about like if you have a group of people like you go in as vampires and the aim is to maybe like certain characters are worth certain points or something and the aim is to uh, convert the highest value person and there's some kind of i don't know that's an interesting idea you use some kind of I don't know, some kind of metric for how many films they've been in, or I don't know, like some kind of... <laughs> it's a movie influ- trivia game at the same time. Like, hang on, I'm pretty sure Hamilton's <laughs> been in more films than Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the option is here, but it's, it just feels a bit like at the moment, um, knowing who I have to get and be able to dismiss so many people so easily was a... Yeah, yeah. Made it a little bit... A little bit I didn't. I didn't feel the need to do much investigation. Yeah, one thing I can certainly appreciate a lot more now is the actual game Vampire the Masquerade. <laughs> I know it's harder than it looks to design a game about vampires and masquerades. They certainly make it look a lot easier, and that's accounting for the <laughs> fact that we haven't read their new game, and you've never played a Vampire the Masquerade game. Exactly, <laughs> and this is your best approximation thereof. I'm assuming this is basically what the game is, just a, a, a bit better. <laughs> would you like to hear fully all the guests? I would love to, yes. So obviously there was five disguises I had for Van Helsing. Then we had the mummy, who you spoke to through the... Yep. The super strong person with the long hair was a werewolf. Ah, okay. Greg was a vampire. There was Godzilla. There was Mothman upstairs. Oh, okay. Historical, I had Napoleon, Mozart, George Washington, <laughs> Cleopatra, and Alan Rickman. He was, I guess, yeah, okay. And he's a figure from history, is he not? He is. He is very, very recent history, but yes. And fictional, I had Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Shrek. I didn't meet any of these people. <laughs> no, you didn't. 
Black Widow from the Avengers, Alice in Wonderland, and Brock from Pokemon. <laughs> right, okay. I met Brock and Alice. <laughs> you did. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I like that. I wish I'd had ch- more chance to interact with them, or more reason to interact with them. <laughs> yeah, I like the fundamental idea of like a wacky party of bizarre guests from history and fiction. Yes. <laughs> and also Van Helsing. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to food inspect and kill vampires <laughs> because of yeah. a long-running, like, grudge. Exactly. But we didn't quite get there. Unless. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there anyway, Tom. Indeed. Well, thank you again for listening, everybody. Um, if you liked what you heard, why? Then you're a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is what is wrong with you? There are a lot of better podcasts out there. <laughs> oh, but Tom, this is just, you know, this podcast is a great look into how game design works. You know, sometimes you've got a winner. Other times, you know, you make a game where <laughs> Brock fights Godzilla. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, if you did like what you heard, perhaps leave us a review on iTunes. That always helps greatly. Or just reach out to us on Twitter. We are there and Indeed. listening. Thank you for actually listening. And of course, as always, thank you to the band Call Me Malcolm for letting us use their music for our intro, outro and middle tro. Indeed. Well, I think that's us for another week. Speak to you next week for number 31. Bye for now, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye.